The headlines tonight. Confusion in Parliament when Lord Killy McKillinghouse of the raving loony monster party asks, War. Um, good gods, what is it good for? Undulating mass of nightmare creatures from the ninth dimension who feed on children. No threat to the economy, says Bank. And man wins bike race with cleverly disguised horse. Welcome to the campaign trail. Our top story. The weapons giant Raython has denied allegations that poor working conditions and lax safety rules have led to the strike in the arms factory, which is shaped like legs. Our suspicious statement correspondent, Bill Griffin, is on the scene now. Bill, what's the situation? Yes, the campaign trail did indeed meet with President Springsteen about a few moments ago, and that meeting seems to have resulted in a deal between the team and the president to deal with the strike situation. And uh, if you look at the uh, strikers now, who are surrounded by police, uh, you will also see the factory is... Oh, God! It's made of legs! Oh, God! That's disgusting! Oh, God! Oh, God! Please help me! Bill, thank you for that pointless report. The factory is surrounded by police, many in riot gear. Uh, Grim faces look out at you, metal faces behind visors. Uh, There's a lot of grumbling and mumbling, Um, some are only moving aside from you uh, at the last minute, so you kind of almost bump into people as you're going. Uh, Oh, and uh, guess what kind of metal these uh, um, police robots are made of? Heavy. Is it copper? It's copper! Uh... (laughs) Well done. Uh, One of them, uh, as you get towards the front, uh, looks you um, up and down and says, Dar Northerners, eh? You come up with the clown show. There are clowns. No, we're not with the no, clown. No, we that clown. To do with the clown. No, definitely not. I thought you meant. No. Oh dear. Are you Thomas Crime? <laughs> yes, I am Thomas Crime. Uh, at your service, uh, police commissioner. Um, yes, yeah, so we we saw a clown show up in the third district. Uh, he said he came from Darnoth. He was dressed up as a warforged. It was a bit insulting, frankly. But uh, uh, he did a silly dance. That was pretty funny, actually. Well, Next time that sees him, that wants to arrest him because he's a professional agitator, he is. Hmm. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to need some evidence on that. He said he was important. Uh, though he made fun of <laughs> he, he told such great jokes about that gorlack of yours. <laughs> there was this one, it went... Um, well, I don't, I don't remember the the, uh, the joke, but the punchline was uh, the goblin is gobble out. <laughs> uh, well, you had to be there, I suppose. <clears throat> Out. So the rest of you, are you funny? You, you, you funny I'm like him? I'm fucking hilarious. God, tell us a joke. What did the dragonborn say to the decrepit portrait in the empty monastery? I don't know. You're my only friend. 
<laughs> That's a little darker than I was expecting. Oh, maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe it doesn't translate. Well, we definitely laughed a lot together. Well, I laughed. Portraits can't laugh. But we shared some good times. I bet you we had some good jokes. I find that I find the funny petal. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> so uh, what are you doing here? A politic. Well, yes, we're here to do a mm. politic. He raises an eyebrow, a metal eyebrow. He goes. Shh. <laughs> well, it looks to me like it could be a political situation. Um, well, uh, as you can possibly see, there's a bit of a situation here, so you probably wish to move along. Uh, and we are official troubleshooters. Uh, other eyebrow goes up. Politics. Definitely troubleshooting. Our job is to find trouble and shoot it. <laughs> no, that's the police's job. We are trying to negotiate, so we may be able to help you with your current situation. A victory the crested grape, new milk. Oh, uh, he shakes your hand. Oh, I, I can't say I've ever drunk new milk. Don't require um, uh, milk. Uh, oil is what I prefer. Have you got any new oil? Um, I'm sure we are working on the new oil product line right now that would be rolled out to to the nation in the event of it joining the Brasilites. Well, well, I've heard good things about uh, new milk. There's a lot of uh, my uh, friends overseas who, as soon as they drunk it, they, well, they couldn't stop talking about it. Yes, <laughs> yes well, I can't just let anyone through here, you know. You're going to have to... And he sort of puts out a hand and sort of uh, rubs two fingers together. You know, some things need to pass between hands, if you know what I mean. I shake his hand. (laughs) I was going to do that. Well, we're not just nobody or anybody, we're somebody. Uh, His eyebrows go further up his forehead. And if that carries on like that, the eyebrows are going to fall off their head. Uh, His eyebrows do indeed fall off his head. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Does that happen often? Uh, More often than I'd like to admit. Do we have about our person any kind of screws or glue or some kind of eyebrow? I don't know, do you? Chewing gum. Okay, you affix. Do you have chewing gum, Aglad? Aglad always has chewing gum. Okay. Don't want to know what flavour it is. You affix his eyebrows to his head with some chewing gum. Uh, Do you affix them in any particular position to give him a permanent expression? Yes, yes, we affix them in a position of bemused. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, I, I must say that I'm uh, bemused and surprised uh, at this entire turn of events. Uh, but That's very appropriate. I, I suppose uh, I can uh, let you through on, on, um, on your assistance with the eyebrows. And uh, he stands aside for you. Uh, thank you very much, sir. That was easy. Aye, much appreciated. <laughs> Uh, as you pass the line of police, you see there's another line facing them uh, behind a huge metal fence. Uh, these people seem to be protesters, or strikers, uh, to be um, exact. Uh, again, uh, most are warforged uh, of various shapes and sizes and um, metallic hues, uh, holding signs with things like fair pay now and safer conditions and um, more oil and screw this um, <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought of that that's an easy one I should have thought of that quicker never mind um, uh, you uh, come up to the main gate and uh, standing in front is a very square warforged with a sort of moustache of metal bristles 
And he looks at you all and uh, nods. He's got little uh, medals on his um, uh, metal jacket. And he says, Oh, I knew my juvie, what? Victoria Crest Grave, New Milk. We're here uh, on the behest of Stoptimus Prime to see if we can stop Timus some crime. Um... <laughs> We're here to negotiate. We are negotiators from Dark. Well, uh, I fear you may have had something of a wasted journey. We've sent our own man up to the president two days ago, so he must have reached there by now. Oh dear. I don't believe he has. Or if he has, I don't think the president has seen him. Oh, for heaven's sake, man. This is a serious operation. That's the sixth one we've lost in as many weeks. Oh dear. Does it? This happens often, does it? Well... Seems to be. And he pulls out a hand to shake a hand. No, oh, yes. Brigadier Sir Ballister Garrett at Lighthouse Steam. At your service. Ah, pleasure, I'm sure. I'm the head of the Union of Nice and Intelligent Things. We call ourselves Unit. Hey, I'm nice and intelligent. Can I join? Ah, of course. We always welcome newcomers. What do I need to do? Is there like a test? Well, first of all, you need to be a member of staff here at the weapons factory. Oh, okay. I have a job. I've got a staff. <laughs> ah, well, they say you can't get the staff these days. Oh, well, once the factory's up and running, my good halfling, we might be able to provide you with an upgrade there. Um, Already you staff? That means he makes you talk. <laughs> Will you stop with the sizest stuff? <laughs> nope. Bloody elves. Uh, Lisa comes forward and, uh, who has been sort of wondering at everything that's going on, goes, Yes, uh-huh. The president sent us to escort one of your representatives to uh, see him. Um, uh, perhaps we ought to uh, hear a little more about what's going on. What do you think? Well, I think that's a good idea. Very well, very well. Come along, come along. I'm going to show you the operation. If you're here to help our negotiators, you'd better know our side of the story. What? Uh, he um, turns around and opens the gate. And uh, you enter uh, into the sort of factory grounds. Uh, some of the people um, uh, salute uh, the brigadier as he passes by. Uh, some don't, though. Uh, you see a kind of there are some like mixed attitudes uh, in the crowd of uh, workers. You see, um, the entrance to the factory is in the sole of one of the feet of this massive legs. Uh, I have questions about the architecture of this place. That's a perfectly normal design. I don't know, what could you possibly want to know? Why is the factory legs? That's just an incredibly efficient design, you know. The building's been here for hundreds of years. Seems seems a little bit counterintuitive, an arms factory in some legs. Well, we're both the arms and the legs in this case, so we're covering both our bases. I'm going out on a limb here. It's a nice design. <laughs> Thank you, Pen. <laughs> <coughs> Does it run efficiently? Well, it used to. We obviously had to stop operations because of the strike. But ordinarily, we run a pretty tight ship, I think you'll find. The strike must be costing you an arm and a leg. Well, you could say that. Um, a massive uh, sliding door slides upwards, and uh, you enter the foot room. Uh, and you see uh, more members of the union who are sort of, uh, there's some like desks and people are taking calls on magic mirrors and others furiously working on paperwork. Uh, one um, Warforged comes up to uh, the brig and says, uh, Sir, there's a call from the minister for you. Ah, oh, thank you. And he t- picks up a magic mirror. Lighthouse steam? What the devil's he doing there? Well, tell him to get down her. Yes, minister. No, no, of course not, minister. 
Very well. Thank you, Minister. And he puts the, fo the uh, magic mirror down. Right. Sorry, it'll have to be a quick tour, I'm afraid. The police have called in some special reinforcements to tackle the situation, and I need to reorganise the unit now. But first, follow me! Follow me! And uh, as he's walking, he uh, looks at you, Victorinus. You look to be the sort who's had some military experience. Yes. Yes, I have had extensive military experience, both um, in national militias and private militias. Ah, wonderful. Wonderful. Good to have another person who's had some knowledge of the service. And he sort of claps you on the shoulder. Ah, so tell me, where were you stationed? I'm rubbing my shoulder, like, because you know, he's got a big metal hand and that quite hurt. Uh, at the moment, I'm I'm working as a civilian for New York. Ah, I heard that there's um something about new oil coming soon. Oh yes, new oil, fabulous new product. You'll love it. It will invigorate you. It will invigorate your workforce. It will increase production and make everybody happy. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Try to cut down on the oil myself, but it's uh, kind of essential. Hey, essential oil. You go through another set of doors into the sort of main factory. Uh, there's these huge conveyor belts that are going up and down this uh, leg. Uh, these gigantic machines and uh, some like forges that are currently cold uh, because none of the machinery is currently switched on or production has stopped thanks to the strike. As he's uh, marching you up the um, conveyor belt, you see lots of uh, axes and swords and uh, spears and crossbows and various kinds of weapons in various uh, stages of uh, assembly. Weapons, finest in the GA, all built here, all expertly crafted, cursed and blessed, from the humble slingshot to the doomsday duck-chucking device. We even had a rapid-fire crossbow in the works before the strike. I've got a question. Is it about the doomsday duck-chucking Are there device? actual ducks involved? Well, it is a little top secret, I'm afraid. Cook, cook. It's I'm in really a very small room. Well, let's just say that you'd have to duck. Quack. We met a doctor called Quacks. Is there anything to do with them? <laughs> no, no, I think it's just the same joke being reused. That wouldn't happen here. So, Miss Christed Grebe, were you ever on the front lines? Uh, indeed I was, yes. But yeah, I can't talk too much about it, you know, military secrets and all ah, that. Ah, yes. Maha. Very hush-hush. Yes, very well. Very hush-hush, yeah, secret missions. You never tell me there are secret missions. That's because they were a secret, Perry. But I thought that they would have come up in conversation. But no, because of being secret. Do you have any other secrets? talked about them in their sleep. I have masses of secrets. I'm not telling you them. Can you tell me one? I've got a birthmark on my bottom in the shape of a dragon. I don't know if I should just added a new quest. Not now. Not in front of the robots. It might make them blow a gasket. Yes. Many robots are not friends of bottoms. <laughs> no, just legs and arms, apparently. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this, oh. which ironically is at the top of this factory. Top of top of this bottom. Now, yes, as I was saying, I was on the front lines. It's not important, it's just very impressive. Fighting the Dark Lord, you know, fighting the good fight. Now, I've seen what happens in the Angerlands, you know, and I must say, I don't approve. Tea time at four in the afternoon? It's outrageous, right? Doesn't it get dark there, Mary? Oh, yes. Yes, it does. Very cold. Positively chilly, I understand. Is that what they have for tea? That's what we had tea for tea. So, uh, what about the rest of you? Uh, combat experience? I could say that. 
Well, unless you count chucking out time in Clan Chiglino. <laughs> you there, Dragonborn! You look like you've got some Hi. muscle on you. Have you ever been in the service? No. Would you like to? I'm already in this in a different sort of service to my patron and closest friend, the Green Lord. That could sparkle up the uniforms. Okay, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything sparkly. Uh, he uh, turns to you. And well, have you got any questions so far? Yes. Why are you on strike? Ah, well, that is the question, isn't it? The old factory foreman was killed by some sort of hammer device that squished him. Old Oswin Clanks was promoted to take his place, but they didn't get a pay rise to go with the promotion. Then we all started talking about pay and realised some massive discrepancies. Pay differences based purely on if the boss liked you. Some got more pay for giving up the home life completely, while others scraped and worked every hour and got not a penny more than your average worker. So the union took our demands to Mr. Raytheon, and, well, they never saw those reps again. I even sent a very stiff letter, very stiff I tell you, written on cardboard, but no reply. After months, we had no choice but to strike. Now the government is sending in the local police. It's disgraceful, I tell you. Well, I think it is. Um, it would never have happened in Clenchigley, down in the mines. No, no. My mother's very fair about that. Ah, so you've never had to go on strike. She just doesn't pay anybody. Well, I fear that may be a completely different issue. I know. Hannay, you do realise that if that's true, your mother is committing a serious criminal offence. I am joking. I think. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Well, if, if it's all about getting paid equal proper rights... Why don't they just go and work somewhere else? Well, we shouldn't have to. It's the principle of it, my good sir. If we go and work somewhere else, then they'll just bring in some other people and start abusing them. And it'll just be a vicious cycle. We can't let it happen. Not... not if that goes to the press. Unfortunately, I fear that much of the press is owned by friends of Mr. Raytheon. I doubt they'd give us preferable treatment. They... They seem to have you over as something of a barrel. That's a problem, then. Yes, you could say that indeed, my good sir. You see, much of the press is owned by a giant called the Murdoch. Uh, there's a lot of ducks in this campaign, I'm realising just now. <laughs> really are. <laughs> do, do you have something you need to tell us about ducks? No. <laughs> I really want to fight the Murdoch. <laughs> I'll just... be for another chapter, I think. <laughs> Did the duck hurt you when you were younger? <laughs> You're not my psychiatrist. You don't need to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there must be something you have on your side. Yes, well, we've got our people power. That's what we've got, huh? Yes. But if we keep the factory from working, he can't exploit anyone. So uh, we're, uh, we're holding him over a barrel at the same time, it seems. <laughs> so, stalemate. Seems like you're holding each other over a barrel and nothing's going to be resolved until you stop holding each other over barrels and start working Well, together. it's not for lack of trying, my good lady. Like I say, we've sent people to talk to the President and to talk to Mr. Raytheon, but they keep disappearing under mysterious circumstances. I believe this is where you come in. I think it we is. We didn't make anyone disappear under mysterious circumstances for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant to guide our next representative to make sure they don't disappear under mysterious circumstances. 
Or I'd at least report back on what these mysterious circumstances may be. But if we disappear under mysterious circumstances, then we can't report back on what those mysterious circumstances are. But then I suppose if you reported back, they wouldn't be mysterious, they'd just be circumstances. We're not going to disappear under mysterious circumstances. I have absolute I, confidence in our not disappearing. I personally really enjoy mysterious circumstances, so if that were to happen, I don't think well, I'd Well, I enjoy your confidence too. You really should consider a job in the military, my good dragonborn. I don't want to hurt anyone. What about a job in intelligence? I've heard comments from my peers that whilst I said I was intelligent, I've been called dim. So maybe not That's right. not true. You are very shiny. Thank you. That's I am not, that's, that's, that's not dim petal. That just looks at the world through a different coloured lens. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if that would make me a good intelligence person. It might make me a good stained glass maker. Well, I'm sure we'd find a place for you. What? Oh dear. What's his problem? Uh, you see another warforged with a wooden leg sort of marching towards you. Uh, he gives the brig a kind of a stink eye and then sort of reluctantly salutes. What is it, Corporal Clegg? Sir's message for you from Geneva. Ah, Geneva Saviant, my contact in the palace. I'll take it in my office. Clegg, finish the tour with these people, would you? Yes, sir. And uh, he watches as Briggs sort of clanks his way uh, up a set of stairs to a mezzanine floor and then disappears into his office. Uh, Corporal Clegg, uh, with a wooden leg, uh, looks around at you and he, he looks kind of miserable. He goes, all right. Okay, so here's the factory. Make weapons here. Up ahead, there's the storeroom. There's the goods in. There's the goods out. There's a conveyor belt. Why do you have an in here? I thought it was a factory. Good goods. The goods come in to one part, and then the goods go out of another part. The, the bits they use to make the weapons come in there, and then they make weapons on the conveyor belt, and then they go out that other door. I'd like to see the room with the big hammer where the man got squished. Uh, we had the hammers taken out. Uh, they sold them to some um, spa up, up, up in the top of the city. Uh, oh, I, I think we've been, been there. We've been there, yes. Yeah. It hurt. Yes. Well, <clears throat> I've got well. a question. Um, yeah. What? Is your first name O? No. Ah, uh, so it's not an oak leg then. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Now I was doing a Pink Floyd bit. So, what do you what do you reckon of the the situation then? I predict that the giants eating people, and we're going to have to sort him out like we did with the others. I was going to ask what you reckon that happened to all your um, negotiators. I think Agrilad might be onto something. Well, uh, something unpleasant. But the negotiators would be metal. But, but, but isn't he a big metal giant? So they say. So, so it would only be like cannibalism. Well, He's probably got big metal crushy teeth. Mister Raytheon's a businessman. He's not in the business of making people disappear. If you ask me, these um, these negotiators. What is he in the business of? He's in the business of making money. You see. How how does he make money? Selling weapons, of course. So so he's in the business of of, of making alive people into dead people. No, it's the, the army that does that. He just sells the weapons. But he, he provides them with the ability to make alive people into dead people. And it strikes me that someone who has the ability, you know, who is in the business of 
like making alive people into dead people and making lots of money from it would not hesitate to make alive people into dead people if they turned up in his office and annoyed him. Not to mention, right, if he's trying to make as much money as possible, then what's he going to do? He's going to cut his overheads. And sometimes that means cutting off heads. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like the brig. Do you not like the brig? He's an extremist. He's putting us all in danger. We should just let Raytheon get on with business. Demanding better is the surefire way to ensure we all get fired or worse. Factory closes and the whole country suffers the economic consequences. If we give up this ridiculous strike now, we might just retain our jobs. Can I ask, uh, um, Mr Clegg, um, Corporal, sir, um, what kind of wage are you on? I fail to see how that's relevant. Oh, it is just, just a passing interest. Private information. That, that was another thing Brig was all about. Everybody sharing their wages and moaning and complaining. As soon as they started talking to each other about how much everybody made, that's when everyone started to scream things like, oh, it's unfair, oh, it's unfair. Well, life's unfair, you know. Mr. Raytheon gives us what he thinks we're worth, and if we were worth more, we would get more. So, right, if somebody came along who was doing exactly the same job as you, or even a smaller job than you, and you found out they were getting paid twice as much, how would you feel about it? Well, obviously, Mr. Raytheon had seen something in them that uh, they hadn't seen in me. It'd be up to me to prove myself worth worthy of, uh, of that extra pay. There's a sheep, that is. <laughs> Listen, if Lighthouse Steam wants to play at Toy Soldiers, I say he leaves us out of it. We, he can, why can't he go back to the front lines fighting the Dark Lord if he's so desperate for military action? This is supposed to be a place of work, but it's a business, not tramping around with signs. It's ridiculous. I've got some questions, if you don't mind. Go on. Um, You're all mainly robots here. We're warforged, but yes. So what what are your expenses? Because you obviously don't need... You don't need shelter, particularly. We enjoy shelter. Shelter is nice. And we rest out in the rain and in the... You know, in, in the humid air and, and here in this volcano, so shelter's quite good for us. Uh, we we have uh, food of a sort, and we like to we like everything that you you organics like. You know, just in a different form. You see. So, would you say that um, your hierarchy of needs are being met? Well, it's 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 up to us to meet our own needs. Thank you very much. Uh, well, no, isn't that what a living wage is for? Listen, if you can earn enough to live, then you deserve to live. That's my motto. So if you can't earn enough to live, then you don't deserve to live. Yes, it's a neat system. And what happens when there's living to work? Shouldn't there be working to live? I'm I'm afraid I don't understand you, sir. Well, if all they're doing with their life is getting up in the morning and going to work and working your shift and then going home and going to bed, that's not a life. That's just a machine, then. No, no offence intended. <laughs> Listen, if you want to stand around uh, puffing up your chests and being all high and mighty, you can do it on your own time. Are you making I'd rather be... jokes? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be making money, if you, if you don't mind. Uh, can I you make a perception weapons. check? Yeah. Perception Ooh! Check. Where's my character sheet? What's a character sheet? 16 18 
Okay, uh, Perrin and Pen and Aguilad, I think you also see this. Uh, you see a little, what looks like a little ball with legs uh, walking um, towards you. Uh, like walking towards you from behind. Uh, I think with a 16, you see that uh, on top of it, there's a little fuse and a, um, a little flame is moving up the fuse towards the top of the head. Uh, as this little, uh, you know, like the Bobombs from Super Mario, it's one of those. And it's working towards you. What do you do? Oh dear! I'm going to play football. <laughs> okay, make an attack roll. Unarmed. Mm-hmm. I'll be a twenty-two. Okay, you hit it, and yeah. and you take fifteen points of fire damage, Ow. and. Ow. You are prone, uh, and a fire is spreading across oh, the floor. I'm really confused about what happened because my perception was really low, and I didn't <laughs> see the whole dude. So I'm just like, all I've seen is Agrilad launch himself into a flying kick and blow up. <laughs> I'm a bit worried now. Ow, 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 on? ow, 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 that's hot, ow. <laughs> I'm curling up into a ball. Oh no! I'm gonna take a bottle of new milk out and pour it on Agrilet. <laughs> ow, 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 it's hot and stinks. I think you're no longer on fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a smell there... of curdled milk there. Uh, but there is a fire spreading, what do you do? I'm flapping at the flames and going, fire, uh, fire! Is there a fire extinguisher anywhere near Uh, Make an investigation check. They are in a weapons factory. Ooh. Oh, yes, you do see a, a couple of fire extinguishers. <laughs> uh, uh, a little further up, so uh, I imagine you run up and grab them. Run and grab one and, yeah. and point it at the base of the fire and pull it. Okay, yeah, make some attack rolls with your dexterity as a, as a modifier. The fire. Yeah. 17. Yeah. Buckets of water. <laughs> Ooh, uh, you, it's not a big fire, you've got to it pretty quickly, so uh, you managed to put out most of the fire. Uh, but uh, a lot of people have like come out to see what's going on. Uh, okay, small fire. Not to self. Do not kick the round things with the sparkly bits. Cough or Clegg goes, I'll tell you what's going on. It's Lighthouse Steam and his ridiculous union. They put us all in danger yet again. Well, who sent the bomb? It wouldn't Lighthouse Steam. It must have been the Raytheon. Uh, one of the other Warforged comes in again. The brig wouldn't be bombing our own place. You're just set in your ways, Clegg. Brigadier Lighthouse Steam is your superior officer, so you should show him some respect. We're not in the army now, Sergeant. We're working. Or we should be. Just because the Brig thinks that you're his little protege, it doesn't give you the right to boss the rest of us around. I'm not bossing anyone around. Mark my words, the tide is turning against this whole union business. Someone will be back at work, and the Brig will be out on the streets. And he turns on his heel and leaves in a huff. I think I know how much Corporal Clegg is getting paid. <laughs> is, is it lots and lots? I think it's probably too much. Hmm. Um, the uh, other um, uh, Warforged looks at you and goes, Well, hmm. Sorry about him. Sergeant Bethany Fenton at your service, by the way. Perhaps we should get back to the picket lines. I think we need a little bit of help for our... Uh, Mr. Yes. I've got some snacks if you'd like some. I find human food so fascinating. Here, I've got some homestyle granulated chicken. 
<laughs> That's not food. You, you eat like intestine stuff with weird. Is it four for five gold? <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, she uh, hands you a, um, a a handful of granulated chicken, oh God. Uh, and it will heal you for oh uh, ten points of health. Or it Ooh, might kill. I like you. that. I want more chicken. You have eaten all of it, I'm afraid. I would offer you my cold water lasagna dinosaurs, but they're for me. Uh, so she uh, leads you uh, back through the factory. Uh, how are you all feeling after the little um, attack? I'm a little bit fuming. Confused. I'm on a short fuse. <laughs> I'm fuming. I'm fuming as well, but that's because my skin got burnt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't see no how that bomb goes in here. Get into the arms factory. That's a good I want question. to know if they make big bombs with smoke. Maybe it was made here. Uh, do you want to do an investigation? All of us. I can do an investigation. Uh, Pen, in particular, because you were asking the question. 24. Um, you see uh, one of the windows on the ground floor. Uh, somebody has nudged it open. Uh, and uh, you don't remember it being open when you first uh, came in. Uh, and Because there's, there's a little breeze, a little warm breeze coming in through it that you feel like you would have noticed before. Here? I think the bomb was thrown in from here. Or I, I don't know. Did it have arms? Just it legs. legs. It's like round with little legs. Not that I saw it before it exploded. Mm. Maybe it jumped. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick my head in the window and see what I can see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Outside, you see um, across the way. Uh, you can see the fence, uh, and somebody has indeed cut a hole in the fence. Uh, and all you can see beyond the fence is the line of police who are looking nonchalant. Sabotage. I think it might have come from the police. Do you think yes. the police yes. aren't helping? I think the police may be hindering. Do you think this in show my... is at all political? <laughs> in, in my experience, when police are expected to do their job, their job usually entails looking to the way. That sounds like an easy job. Uh, Sergeant Fenton comes up to you and goes, Um, yes. I will say this isn't the first little bomb friend we've found. We usually just... It's a friend? That's sad. Your friend exploded. Can I just can I just ask, is that window only openable from the inside? Uh oh, yes, it is. Oh dear, I think there's a um. <clears throat> I don't know how to put this to you, Sergeant, but uh, I think you may have a fifth columnist. That's um. Don't be ridiculous. Clegg may be stuck in his ways, but he never sabotages, surely. No one he said didn't it were Clegg. Say Clegg. Oh, but we're saying the subtext is that it's Clegg. With a name like Clegg, how could you not trust him absolutely not to go back on his word? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand the reference. That's a bit of a liberal joke, that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the famous turny face, two face Clegg? He had two faces, he had one on the back of his head, and he couldn't make his mind up. He was a Donald politician from a long time ago that nobody remembers because he's utterly insignificant. Very popular Hi. with the youth vote. Oh, didn't he go and work for a, for a magic yes, mirror yes, company? Yes, he did. Yes. You used to be in True Neutral Party. Well, no, I'm I'm not I'm not going to point at anybody, but uh, certainly not pointing at Corporal Clegg with a wooden leg. But yes, I think you have a fifth columnist. Hmm. Well, he's got medals, you know. 
He won them in the war in 1944. He received his medal in a dream from Her Majesty the Queen. <clears throat> Brig, you're a poet. I bet you didn't even know it. <laughs> uh, the ground starts to vibrate slightly, uh, and you can hear what sounds like a large engine outside. What do you do? I think there's a large engine outside. <laughs> Correct. Um, you hurry back through the factory and uh, head out the door. And uh, beyond the fence, uh, you can see the police are kind of splitting and allowing a huge um, vehicle to pass through. And it comes right up to the main gates. It's a tank. Is it like a big giant um, no, it's like a normal sized tank. Normal size. Yeah. It's not a tank for a giant. No. It lowers its barrel uh, as if to fire right at the protesters. Uh, what do you do? I want to. I'm not going to run up and kick it. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned your lesson. I'm going to run up and kick it. Okay, make an attack roll. Unarmed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Pen, do you want to try and grab Perrin before they 17. do? 17. I, I think I will, I will I will try and grab her before. Make a dexterity check. Is it a strict contest? Can I get in this action? Okay, there's two of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ignore the whole silly lot of you and I'm going to step between the tank and the protesters. And like, Ooh. Oh, oh, like, Make an intimidation check. Oh dear. I completely failed to stop Perrin. <laughs> okay, Perrin, you stubbed your... <laughs> okay, yeah. Perrin, you stubbed your toe on the, on the oh, tank. Oh, Perrin. Ow! You can't just kick a tank. Nineteen. Uh, oh, very good. Um, the, uh, the the little door on the top of the tank. Hatch. Uh, the hatch, yeah, opens up. And an elf pops her head up and looks at you, Victorina. And it's Erikina. And she hops out and comes running up to you and goes, I got to drive a tank again. Look at it. Isn't it amazing? And this time, no pesky lakes to come out and jump out and sabotage my mission. It's a very nice tank. Why are you pointing it at these people? Oh, Mr. Atheon said something about the strike needing to be shut down. And he said I could drive a tank. And I just got very, very excited. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Um, and she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a piece of paper. You have until sundown to either send a union representative to see Mr. Atheon personally and discuss terms. Or the army, I mean the police, that's exactly what he's written here, will arrest every single one of you and or blow you to kingdom come. Hope you all enjoy fire caves because nobody ever comes out of those. Well, I'm very glad to see you, Mrs. Erkina. Um, mostly because uh, once we find the new representative, you can give us all a lift back to the palace. Aye. Yes, on in the tank. The tank. In the tank. Oh, it would be fun to be in a tank again. I've never been in a tank. They look Wouldn't that be a fun scary. idea? We can personally assure the arrival of your representative. Uh, can you make Where a persuasion nice check? Persuasion. Yeah. Ooh, sixteen. Ooh. Um, she looks up at the uh, tank and then looks back at you and goes, "I really shouldn't, but it would be cool. It would be very impressive. It would ensure everybody's safety." I mean, there's been apparently been a terrible problem with union reps wandering off and getting lost between here and the palace, and we would hate that to happen again. And wouldn't you like to drive a tank with uh, Victorina? Yes, it would be like old times again. I mean, you'd have to put an end to this ridiculous like strike and dance. go back to making weapons and making money. Instead of trying to blow us up. Well, I think they'd all like that. I think everybody would like that. But I think they have to, you know, obviously the terms have to be fair for the strikers. I'm not a 
a union negotiator, but I'm sure we can find someone who will negotiate for these people and come to an amicable agreement that involves everybody getting lots of money. Uh, the brig comes up and uh, seems to have been listening to all this news. Uh, very well. I'll find a representative to come and discuss terms. You should wait here, Mr. Rikina. And uh, he pulls you all aside and uh, he says, We've sent people before and they keep vanishing. And I don't entirely trust this elf in a tank. Can you vouch for her? Yes, I can. She can drive a tank. And you're absolutely sure it won't explode along the way? The tank? Well, if it does, we'll be in it. We'll be in it, yes. So that will cause an international incident. Tanks are very robust. Well, not if they explode from the inside. Well, all we have to do is make sure there's none of those little bomb squatters in there. Ah, yes. Bomb friends. We were initially going to market them, but they said it was too attractive for children. Children would be buying them. That was bad business, also, apparently. Bomb Friends is a bad name. I should call them Bomb Buddies. <laughs> oh, yes. That would have sold even more to the children. <laughs> Perhaps call them Bombardiers. Just have to stick little ears on the outside. I don't know about you, but those guards over there, they look about ready to lay siege to the place. I don't... They look a little trigger-happy. Well, as soon as we have this representative, we can all hop into the tank, and it might be a little bit of a tight squeeze, but uh, we can go. Very well, very well. Sark Fenton! And uh, Fenton comes out. Yes, sir. Well, Fenton, you'll be our representative. I need to stay here, keep an eye on things. Very good, sir. Who wants to go in the tank, I suppose, is the best question. I want to go in the tank. I've never been in a tank. Would you like to go in the tank? Yes! Can I just can I just check, right? You don't think that there are going to be fish in it? No. Right. Definitely not. Anymore. Not that sort of tank. That's okay. I much prefer water, land to water anyway. Agrilad, Hene, I think you and I should stay here at the, um, at the factory just in case, uh, things start to go wrong. Well, what do you mean they won't fire on us if, if they know that we're here? I'm not entirely convinced of that, Mr. Penney. Capital idea, Miss Townsland. We'll get this sorted yet. Now! Well, I suppose if one of you dies, I can try and bring you back to life. Penney, we've oh, been through this. that's so comforting. That is what I'm supposed to do, isn't it? Ah, uh, Miss Crested Grebe, you seem to have something of a repertoire with this Erikina character. Reckon she'll do anything untoward? I don't think so, no. I mean, she, was, she was a fine soldier. And she's never done anything untoward apart from trying to poison us the other week. Um, <laughs> which I'm which sure was an innocent think, mistake. I don't think that was deliberate. No. Very well, very well. Right, yes, well, <clears throat> see that you look after yourselves and be careful, damn it. Mr. Aguilard, Mr. Penney, I'll show you the defences. And uh, you split off into your two teams for this adventure. Victrina and Erikina are cadets in the military training camp. Uh, you've been hiking up a mountain for many days, fighting many skeletons. Uh, to get to the peak where you found a wizard with an orb 
and he asks you a riddle. Uh, how does Victorina do with riddles? How does young Victorina deal with riddles? Uh, young Victorina is quite literal. She's, she's got <laughs> the hang of riddles a bit more as she's got older. But when so think, she was younger, she had no truck with them. So I think you spend like an hour or so trying to do this riddle, and it doesn't go very well. How do you resolve getting the wizard's orb? Uh, I thump him. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I, I can see, I can see young Aguilad in, in young me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of the lass. <laughs> uh, as you're exiting the wizard's cave, um, Erikina uh, sort of nabs the orb out of your hand and is sort of looking at it, going, "Oh, let me see, let me see." It's got sparkles, and it's delicate. Be a shame if I dropped oh, it. Oh, don't drop it. it, otherwise this whole thing will have been a waste of time and I will have bruised my knuckles for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what was it the commander said? First one back with the orb gets accommodation. Well, I guess that'll be me. And she runs off down the path, blowing a raspberry. Uh, how do you catch up? I chase after her and uh, throw stones at her. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to make an athletics check first of all? Awfully athletic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Uh, I think you mostly miss. Uh, I think she sort of ducks and dives out of the way. No. Uh, it's a narrow path with a sheer drop on one side and a high cliff face on the other. Uh, and as you're going up uh, along, uh, Erikina has a trip and almost falls off the cliff but she grabs on to the edge at the last minute and is dangling down uh, the orb in one hand her other hand clinging onto the side and uh, she looks up at you uh, as you come close and goes so uh, about um, stealing the orb just a joke you know I'm raising my eyebrows very high like so high that they may fall off the top of my head <laughs> I have to be stuck back on with you I'm sorry Victrina I'm sorry I thought it was funny. Throw the orb back up, up on the path and give me your spare hand. Uh, she is going to attempt to throw it up. Well, that's a seven. Uh, <laughs> the orb goes plummeting <laughs> down into the depths well, and lands. Well done. Uh, there's probably like spikes and rocks and I don't know, like a really cross badger down there. Um, <laughs> Uh, you reach out a hand to grab her hand, and uh, she, uh, she, uh, you pull her up. I, I won't make you check for this. So you pull her up, and um, she collapses to the floor, gasping a little bit, and uh, hastily wiping away tears. I wasn't scared. It's just the wind got in my eyes. But um, <laughs> thank you, Victorina. You lost the orb, so well done. I owe you one, or two, or many. Many, lots. Do you want to go down there and get it off the angry badger? I'd rather not. So what are we going to say to, to the CEO? We're going to say... <laughs> I think he'll understand. You can you can say that and I will stand about eight foot behind you. Out of shouting range. You get back to base camp uh, after fighting some more skeletons, presumably. Uh, no, no orb, so no uh, commendation. Um, it's probably where Penn used to play as a kid, um, <laughs> for all you know. Uh, the commander sort of uh, gives you a dressing down. He sort of say, "You've let your whole platoon down. You've let me down, but most of all, you've let yourselves down and the school down." Victrina, what would your father say if he could see you now? Hey, say you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace to this family. Why can't you be more like your brother? You're a terrible disgrace. 
get out of my sight because that though that's what my father usually says to me uh indeed behind you here you're a disgrace you're a disgrace to this family you're nothing like your brother and the um, tent uh, door is kind of flipped open and you see golden haired thick eyebrows and medals that more medals than anyone can wear fashionably it's your father what's his name this was a robust rivalry i'm gonna call him ian Ian Crested Grebe, yes. Ian Crested Grebe. Uh, Sounds like a Tory. Admiral, Admiral Ian Crested Grebe. Sounds even more like a Tory. Vicky, what's this I hear about you failing your commission test? Uh, There was an accident on the way down the mountain uh, and Erikina slipped and the orb was lost, uh, but Erikina wasn't. Hmm. You've let me down. You've let the squadron down. But most of all, you've let me down. Did I already say that? Well, it bears repeating. You've let me down. Me. Ian. You've let Ian down. I'm an admiral, you know. Yes, father. Uh, Eric Enix pipes up and goes, Excuse me, Mr. Admiral, sir, but I think your medals are in the wrong order. What? Yeah, the Star of Great Bravery should be on the left side of the star of even greater brain smarts and the orange heart should be below the yellow spleen. Oh, well, that's a, don't be ridiculous. Oh, my giddy aunt, you're, you're right. And uh, he starts uh, furiously rearranging his um, medals and Erikina grabs your hand and uh, together you sneak out the back of the tent. I'm not sure how he got a medal for great brain smarts. We get medals for hectoring and nagging and being improving. <laughs> Erikina uh, sort of um, puts an arm around you and gives you a quick hug. Don't worry, I'll look after you. He can't hurt you, not so long as I'm around. So, you keep me from falling off cliffs, and I'll keep your Admiral Dad in check. How about that, Well, I would keep you from falling off cliffs anyway, because that's just the right thing to do. Friends don't let friends fall off cliffs. Uh, As you're walking away, you hear from the tent, Victrina, get me a glass of old milk now, this instant! I'm going to just walk faster. The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Abe Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Agrilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Ross Clark was Erikina Moulded Fromage, Landon Cole was The Brig, and Genevieve Zavion was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own character appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash joelcorner, and wherever you find podcasts. So, until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. (laughs) 